I would like to talk about Jordan Peterson's point that people don't like weak men. Men hate weak men and women especially hate weak men. I've always been wondering what the hell is he talking about, which is you know, what most people do think when they're listening to it because a lot of it is, well this reminds me of Adam and Eve, but, and I love it, but I think what he's talking about when he's referring to weak men. If you can get to the crux of what a weak man is, they can't hack criticism. It was in his story where he was saying that he had a job with some real hard fighting, gruff fighting, son of a gun, bay, gum, Jimmy, guys. What are some other 20s phrases? Bubble chaff. So, he was hanging out with those guys and they used to give nicknames to the people that they accepted. That's what he started to notice after a while, that the people that they accepted had these gritty names that were kind of an insult, and it was sort of just this initiation into manhood, that they had this kind of... It was, it was more or less them saying, this guy can hack a little bit of pushback. And the reason that you need to be able to hack a little bit of pushback when you're working on an oil rig is you can get your hand exploded. And so, you need to be able to hack someone going, Don't do that, you goddamn son of a gun. You need that so that you don't endanger your life as well as other people's lives. And if you can't handle that, there is a resentment that starts to build up. Now, in the day-to-day -day life, because I just have such a cucked job of sitting here going, I'm a big man on my microphone. Oh, no, I don't want to meet that person in real life. I've actually paid them out. But... In the day-to-day -day life of most people now when they live in an office space, you can kind of just sit there with that passive bitchy office resentment that builds up and you just kind of let it play out until somebody finally leaves, usually on some trumped-up charge of, I just, uh, I've got a thick relative. Or they usually have some way out. They never actually face the fight, the confrontation. And I am more guilty than anyone of that. I'm an extremely appeasing man. I have that very Japanese man trait in me of, uh, you know, someone kills my kid and I just be like, no, no, it's all fine, it's all fine, very agreeable. Like, I'd be fine with it, right? Uh, pff, no, but... I hate that kind of thing when you just was No, no, I'm just kidding. But obviously, yeah, I'm just kidding, but at the same time, I'm kind of not. And so... In that life, you are able to get away with not testing the character of someone. You can kind of just ignore it. But intuitively, on a subconscious level, you get the feeling that they're weak. And as a result, and here's, here's the big giveaway, right? Can you notice that they recoil and have that kind of beta angriness? You know how there's guys that when they get angry, they let it be known that they're angry, and then there's people that kind of seethe like me and never let anyone know that it's angry. And obviously that's a much more cucked version, but I think the most cucked version is that really gross nerd anger that you would have observed at high school or something where everybody was getting stacked on, for instance. I think that's a really good example. of my high school, all the boys, the boys, would do the stacks on, yeah! And obviously it was dangerous now that you think back at it that there is 20 dudes, including pretty fat guys, jumping on someone to make like a pile-on. Just this Urukai pile-on. But that's just being a guy, right? But then there was the guy that you would do that to and their response would be, Get off me! Get the fuck off me! I hate being touched! I hate being fucking touched! 
and everybody just backed away from them. Now, where were they on the popularity ladder? Always at the bottom. And they, I guess in their mind, thought that they were asserting dominance at that point, but it actually just showed that they can't hack it. They can't hack that little oil rig nickname or whatever it is. And so as a result of that, they are less trusted. First of all, I think it is just you, you, there is just this instinct that comes back from the evolutionary days where you just need to be able to trust that the people around you can hack a little bit of wherewithal and hardiness within a group in order to keep the group going. But if they can't hack that, they start to get ostracized from the group. Now, this is what I'm saying to you. If you are one of those people, it is your job in life to harden the fuck up. You can't be like that because you will start giving away great opportunities in life. Now, I can't go into the detail of this because this is up to somebody in this office and I still like the guy and whatever, but that pretty much happened here. He had a great job. Uh, everybody else would joke around, but you always got this sense that you just couldn't do it with that guy. And it was kind of cool because you could just ignore it. You could ignore it for years and just, you know, cater your behavior around that person because they're the more sensitive one. But when push came to shove, when things started getting a little hardcore and we started doing more things on Friendly Geordies that were more ballsy, he was the one that was always saying, no, I refuse to do that. No, we're not doing that. No, if you do that, I quit. I quit. All right, that's it, I quit. And as a result of that, he has forfeited, I think anyway, one of the funnest jobs there are in the country. Where else do you kind of have this cross between a current affair and Hamish and Andy? There is only Friendly Geordies that does that. If you are in the creative field, it doesn't get much better than that in Australia. I mean, what are the alternatives? Working on the project? Mad, that sounds amazing. There really isn't any other options here if you're a behind-the-scenes media person. Maybe it might be more fun working in Hollywood, but as Jordan Peterson would say, good luck with that. And the reason that he forfeited that job, and this was totally imposed on himself, this was his reality, obviously, from my perspective, but he imposed that on himself. Why? Because he was a weak man. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, and you figure out that those guys ain't tough because they're not going. And if you are like that in life, it's not just a thing of, first of all, you need to correct it just in terms of your social cohesion within everybody else because people like hanging around people with some gumption. But the other thing is, I think that you just become very risk averse in life, too risk averse in life. And I'm not saying that I'm the most alpha dude of all time, no, but I'm somewhere on the spectrum a little higher than a complete and utter simp, yeah? So, I do take a lot of risks in life, and as a result of taking those risks, good things have happened. I think it's one of the truest phrases in self-help. The future belongs to risk-takers, and those little beaters that are always doing that kind of shit, just like, get off me, get the fuck off me, they never take any risks in life. I think that it has huge impacts on the rest of it, because if you observe these people that I'm thinking of in my life now anyway, very old, never had a girlfriend. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if a couple of them have never even had sex. They're in their 30s. Now, I've obviously never asked, but this is the whole point, right? You get the feeling that you can't even ask about it. Everything seems a little bit too off-limits. And if that's the case, then obviously you're not going to be attractive to the opposite sex. If you can't handle that, like the, the very first thing that you learn and pick up, what is it all the time? Shit-tacking. That's what chicks do. What are they doing? They're testing the wherewithal of you. They're testing the gumption. They're seeing if you have what it takes to be successful in life. 
And if you can't take criticism, you can't take joking around, you can't take gruffness amongst your friends and family, <laughs> how's that going to happen when you're in negotiations or fighting foes in life, which is obviously going to happen when you get to a point of success in life. You are going to bump up against people, and how are you going to face them? So I think that that's one of the cases. I personally, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it has something to do with the fact, and I remember reading some research about this, but every time that I see that a, a, a man has a weak father, a father that kind of just isn't there or is the supplicating one in the relationship, they, the, 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 the men, obviously because that's their role model, they, they wind up weak with these personality defects. The ones that I think always did well, and I remember there was some study about it, and I can't remember the exact things about it, but, you know, they tussled around with their dads as kids. They played wrestles, you know? They went out in the backyard and went, At that very young age, they were doing the play thing that you see kittens and puppies do with each other, where they're just learning the basics of what it's like to be a cat or a dog. But because their parents or their, their father was so demasculated that they just don't learn those basic traits of being a man, which I think a really big part of it is, suck it up. I understand that there's a lot of women that are always saying, it's okay to cry. I mean, yeah, look, I've cried in the past and whatever, but there's also just a point where, and I think that this is just a whole thing about, you know, that well-rounded human being where if you meet somebody who is just hyper-feminine, they're annoying, and if you meet someone who's hyper-masculine, they're a psycho, you know, like, that. you need that nice little mishmash of it, but I think that that masculine element of just being able to take it, you know, just to be able to stoically take trying times, at least, or anything like that, it starts with those little indicators. That's, I guess, what I was just observing recently, is that if you don't Actually, let's, let's put it this way. You intuitively are picking up on how weak a man is. And if you look at their life, it's pretty reflective that they're a weak man. Let's just go through the females and the, and the money and the... Like, let, let's go through the classic examples, right? No girlfriend by the age of 30. What does that mean? Look, now, obviously, if you're sleeping around or whatever, fine. Uh, if you don't want to sleep around a lot. But the, the thing is, I think that even if, if you haven't had some form of relationship with the opposite sex by the time of 30, something is really wrong. You need that corrected. Uh, if you are not attractive enough to the opposite sex that something like that is going down, there's corrections that need to be happening. But I think that the major one with guys is, clearly you can't take rejection, not putting yourself out there. So... That's a weakness in terms of in work. I think just this thing of just refusing to do things or at least negotiating or getting into some form of tussle or all these kinds of things in work that just that goes by the wayside. And then you just have this passive aggressive, angry, seething resentment about you, but you never say what's wrong. That's a weakness. That is a weakness because in this instance, they gave up a really good paying job. You are not going to get that anywhere else in Australia, right? All of these things start stacking up and I feel sorry for them, but I think that these things can be corrected because I think that the whole point is, and if you are one of these people, start challenging yourself.
It even starts small. But the thing is, in this day and age, if you don't have a girlfriend, uh, that's fine, I guess. But if you're one of these people that's just like, oh, yeah, I'm busy, you're not even trying, you're not even going on. Like, I mean, how is yours with dating apps? Are you really doing it because you don't want a girlfriend? Are you really doing it because you just don't want to sleep around? Well, what do you actually want here? I think that the reality of the situation is you're scared. You're scared of rejection. And if that's the case, and I want you to be honest with yourself about it, you've got to start somewhere. It's so easy with the apps. Just do that. Any of these traits, if you notice any of that, if you notice that you have this kind of explosive anger that comes out of nowhere, uh, if you notice that you just feel sort of very uneasy in, in, in uh, interactions and that you feel that the other people are trying to accommodate you to make you feel better, that is a weakness. And that is a detriment to you. And not only is it a detriment to you, it is a detriment to the greater group. And I think that the greater group, after a while, starts resenting you back. You have to fix that. Anyway, that's... <laughs> Rambling as always, make sure you like the video, give me some comments, that uh, questions as well, that would be much appreciated, and make sure that you subscribe to my brand new Patreon for exclusive access to videos that only you and the other people that pay for it get. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And if you don't think that's cool, well, I don't think you're cool. Ooh, how beta is that? <laughs> Just, well, you suck as well! See ya.